Welcome to SciTech Culture with Steve Kern and Ben Warner, where we examine science, technology, and culture in the 21st century. Visit our website at SciTechCulture.com. Okay, so I'm going to do my best attempt um, today to um, try and get through this podcast. If you haven't noticed, I've got a bit of a sore throat, so, you know, the whole raspy radio voice I've got going, Steve. Maybe I can, you know, parlay it into future episodes if it turns out it hits a chord. (laughs) Well, that's it. You know, either that you start vaping. I don't don't know. Let's hope it doesn't get any more serious. Yeah, that's right. Well, if we vape through episodes, that might um, add a particular flair um, uh, to it as we go through um, topics as well, potentially. A whole new audience. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so two quick things just to just to kick off. Um, so I've got a, got ourselves onto Amazon Podcast finally. So bit bit lazy with that. So um, I'll um, we'll put a link in there. Um, I'm probably on the website somewhere. Um, and um, yeah, Apple emailed me the other day and said that um, they were adding. Um, uh, automatic transcribing of uh, podcasts um, to um, when iOS 17.4 comes out. So it's like, hey, hooray, it's one less thing. I, you know, it's not that I was doing it or we were doing it, but, um, you know, I guess it's good that that feature's there um, for later. Po- might, we might be able to use it ourselves, you know, to read back what we've uh, been talking about. Especially when we're mistranscribed and we can't tell the differences. <laughs> Absolutely, we're going to have to go back through all three hundred plus episodes to check that they've got it right. Uh, That's right. Fact checking gone gone mad with whatever version of Chat GPT that they've invented to do it. So, <laughs> alrighty. So um, we're going to circle back to um, AI um, uh, at the end of the episode, um, but just to start with, um, I call it a chuckle um this story about on a delta flight in the states being forced back to amsterdam after maggots fall onto a passenger actually my own visceral reaction to this particular story was just more um disgust at you know um general general public travelers um and the crap that they they bring onto planes and whatnot but yeah at the same time it's like you know anything could happen (laughs) You only have to watch one episode of Border Security to to know what people do. I mean, you know, well, we can talk about the reaction, but what I really want to know is what sort of person wraps a fish in some newspaper and then stows it in the overhead luggage. (laughs) Well, this is what what leads me to the funniest line in that whole story, which was... (laughs) Delta has no prohibitions on bringing aboard perishable food items, including fish, as long as there is no violation of agricultural restrictions for the destination country. And it's like, hey, guys, it's not our fault, but if you get in trouble at the destination, it's on you. Well, that's right, and I I suspect that's probably the real reason they turned back around uh, is biosecurity, you know, like... um it just makes me wonder what else they they would let you come on board with. Well, you watch border security, and you see every airline really doesn't try to screen because it'd be a hopeless task, and and no country screens you on the way out for that sort of stuff because you're leaving. And uh, <laughs> what what why you know why uh, have a cost on that? So uh, you know they leave it up to your destination to. Uh, to, to sort things out and uh you know for, for a place like australia it's a very serious issue because we have a lot of people who who bring foodstuffs in or products in that are you know normal everyday things you know perhaps 
where they live and they come in and you know of course uh, the biosecurity threat can be very very high so while there is a comical element to this it's also a very serious problem and I, I guess you know no one wants to handle it because if the airlines took took this on board as as their job can you imagine <laughs> absolutely <clears throat> so just a word of warning if you end up on a flight with me and i see rotten fish somewhere i'm coming for you <laughs> so <laughs> let's put it that way with one of those bamboo knives <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly um all right so we'll move on um been talking about the apple vision pro the last couple of weeks and i wasn't planning on talking about it this week but there was a, yet another story that came out that kind of drove me up the wall it started with um a story in the verge where um basically the headline was people are already turning returning all their um apple vision pros and i read into it and even the article itself irritated me. I do like The Verge most of the time, but this particular article was basically saying that <clears throat> people were, um, were specifically buying the Vision Pro so they could then a week later put up a post that says, I'm already returning it, get a lot of views from it, and then they return it. And then um, there was this Apple Insider um, uh, article which basically said, look, no, the return rate's probably about in line with just about all the, their other products. So, um, so you know, don't get go too nuts about that, which led to my favorite line in the article, which was um, when, when, uh, when it was asked, you know, who's the biggest uh, cohort returning these um, Vision Pros? And one of the retail employees um, in an exasperated fashion just said, it's just the effing YouTubers so far. And that just put the icing on the cake, like the button at the end of that whole cycle in the story, because, um, you know, I've, I've, you know, seeing what comes up on YouTube, it's hard to argue because they do get the views and they probably, those views would have paid for them to get the Vision Pro, even multiple versions, you know, multiple copies of it. Something's all just very wrong with all of that um, from top to bottom. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, you know, it just goes to show you that there's a system and uh, Apple has very uh, favourable, I think, return terms. I mean, I, I didn't realise how favourable they were and I went straight away to see if I could return my iPhone 13. Uh, but it, apparently I'm a little bit late. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just, a, just a little bit. But, uh, but, you know, like it, it, it is interesting, you know, you think that this sort of thing though has been seen, you know, across all sorts of sectors. I mean, it used to be fashion that people would uh, like buy on a Friday, take out for the weekend and return on Monday. So, yeah, you know, once it had been worn once or twice, you know, and I think, you know, even if you go to some of the larger uh, hardware stores, they have policies that aren't that dissimilar to Apple's where people can come in, buy equipment and, and take it back. I mean, uh, you know, I think a lot of the time, especially with expensive products as Vision Pro is, you know, people want to get their hands on it, whether they're YouTubers or anyone else. And, you know, you might find yourself after 48 hours sitting there going, it was great but I can't see what I'm going to use this for next week or the week after or any week after that. Take it back. Oh, and absolutely. That's not to say there aren't um, legitimate returns. Like I've heard, been reading about people returning them when they didn't realize it actually gave them motion sickness because of the particular physiological response. But having said that, <clears throat> the whole frivolous nature of, um, you know, just buying products to sensationalize them through social media 
and whatever angle they want to take. Um, like I said, it just I find it very irritating um, just to uh, know that that's actually happening. Well, you know, you might want to try out some of the products or, you know, but at the end of the day, if there's no other products than other YouTubers on there that you can see with your Vision Pro, <laughs> I'd take mine back as well. The other thing I'd have to question is who's buy, who's dropping $3,500 on one of these um, headsets and then returning them after 48, 48 hours and then because they've realized it's not for them. Like, I don't know, I'd, I'd do a bit more research into a product before um, actually purchasing it. Like, I it would have to. If you're part of the group that is returning them, you're very likely to be influenced either because you are on YouTube or because you watch every single YouTube video on these sorts of products, you'd run out, you grab them, and you can tell everyone now for the rest of your life that you used them. You've probably Instagram posted yourself with your pair and you've done everything that you need to, and so you take them back on Monday. Job done. Job done. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's all um, it's all part of the um, commercial fun that happens in the retail space. Well, it certainly is. All right. Um, okay, let's circle back to AI now um, after our little fun that we had at the start. Um, I saw this um, particular story pop up earlier in the week. Um, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman seeking as much as $7 trillion. I'll do it in my best Austin Powers voice. $7 trillion um, for, um, for new AI chip projects. So basically um, making sure there's an... <laughs> enough investment um in um generating um, a whole bunch of new chips to power the um you know the upcoming ai revolution etc um <clears throat> i mean there's obviously the the component of this that's probably the most serious is that semiconductors have ne never been more important in um running everyday lives and you know people this this story is focused on chips for ai but um you know obviously there's chips and everything and um the world would grind to a hold pretty quick if um you know they weren't available uh for whatever reason but this sort of focus on ai and him tr like i don't know whether that's like a um you know some sort of um you know headline grabbing marketing push um, to try and, um, you know, stress the importance of um, AI development. Obviously, there's already a lot of um, uh, um, a lot of work going into that right now. Um, I find it fascinating that um, chips based on it, GPUs are the ones that are the um, seem to be the focus for it. Um, so, like a company like NVIDIA that does a lot of graphics cards and that are actually finding themselves in the forefront of um, AI chip generation uh, at the moment. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. It just seems like, oh, unless it's sort of also underlining underlining this issue that AI is going to need a lot more horsepower to really um, to really get there. Yeah. Look, at a fundamental level, I don't disagree with anything that he's said. We probably do need a new chip industry. You know, how important is it? Well, it's really important for everyone who's going to build a new device like an iPhone or you know a Google Nest or or probably a whole range of products where do we really need a fridge with AI? I don't know. But, you know, people will tell you we will. And so fair enough, if that's the direction, yes, we probably do need the investment and we do need effectively probably a whole new, not just supply chain for these chips, but a, but a new appreciation of the value chain, you know, in, in their impact in everyday life, right back to how do we design and produce, manufacture uh, these, these chips. 
But, you know, when you start talking trillions and trillions of dollars, of course, you know, you always wonder, do you just talking that up so you can be bigger than Musk? You know, I, you know, I, I don't know why that level of money would be required unless you're saying that the future value of the industry would run into trillions, which of course it will, especially with the way inflation's been going. Well, I was about to, I was about to say that um, I, I knew inflation was bad, but <laughs> geez, <laughs> trillion is the new billion. It's it's been interesting. I, I've always wondered if uh, a lot of this GPU interest comes from the uh, crypto side of things, because obviously the GPUs are a lot more effective at uh, blockchain sort of, uh, I guess, functions. And that's been realised when, you know, a lot of people went into mining over the last 10 years. And I, I wouldn't think that necessarily, I mean, it's new architecture, sure, and there's probably new materials and new ways of building these uh, these AI-oriented chips, but I wouldn't think it was fundamentally different. It's not as fundamentally different, say, as quantum computing. So, you know... Sure, you know, it's a, it's probably a big swap and, and maybe that's, you know, really puts the heat on chip producers like Intel to uh, refocus their efforts. But outside of that, I, I don't see it as a huge change. It, it may be a fundamental usage or, or end use change in, in the way we use chips, given now that I can't believe that even a, a, a modest chip wouldn't power 99% of most people's you know, desktop needs. So, you know, sure. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not – I always wonder, you know, when there's an opportunity to put a bit of marketing in and a bit of hype and when you are the flavour of the month, year, maybe even the next decade, then, you know, of course you go – you push all your chips in and, and try to win big. Mm, to pardon the pun. And, of course, it's $7 trillion, so you can't like uh, – you can't you just can't argue. That's a thousand billion – or a thousand million million dollars. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of zeros, kids. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, Steve, we might wrap it up there, um, and just wrap it up with a last joke. Um, and we'll probably talk about this um, uh, closer to the time it gets released. But you know, given all this AI focus and everything, iOS 18 is apparently going to be the biggest update that the company's ever released um, for the iPhone um, and the iPad. Can't wait. I'm, uh, it, I want to see Siri GPT show up and, uh, and, and change the world. <laughs> yeah, as I said to you before, Ben, how could 18 not be the biggest? I mean, otherwise the numbers would go backwards, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so um, that's it for this week's episode. We'll catch you next time.